This is the Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. And who would have thought that when we started the Hockey Show 20-plus weeks ago, that the Rangers would be two wins away from representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Final. Oh, my God. Who would have thought that? Who would think? They all told us. They're down 3-1 to Pittsburgh. They can't come back from that. Well, no Crosby, and that's why. Well, you know what? They do, and win game seven in overtime at home. They can't compete with Carolina. That's a better all-around team than the Rangers happen to be. Carolina doesn't lose at home. Carolina, there's no way they'll lose a game seven at home. Well, you know what? That happened as well. But the Rangers went up against backup goaltenders. Louis Domingue, Casey DeSmith. Guys that aren't really the elite of the elite. Auntie Ranta. But you know what? When it's Vasilevsky, it'll be different. Except it's not. Oh, it's not a good Saturday morning to you. It is the Hockey Show brought to you by the All-American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant, and Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. So here we are. Last time we did the Hockey Show, the Rangers trailed the Carolina Hurricanes, three games to two. A week later, the Rangers won game six, won game seven, won game one, and now won game two. We'll run through all of it, but let's look at game two, the most recent from last night. So remember, Rangers took game one, like we mentioned. We'll get to that in a little bit, but how would the Lightning come out after falling behind one nothing in this series? Remember, Tampa had, let me say that again, Tampa had won 18 straight games following a loss. That was a playoff record. And usually Vasilevsky is pretty good in these kind of situations. With all that said, early on in the first period, Reeves and Maroon kind of got into it. Reeves took what I thought was a horrendous call, but a call nonetheless, two-minute power play for Tampa Bay. And here is Sam Rosen letting us know what happened with the man advantage. Faceoff win by the Lightning. Right side, Kucherov. He shoots and he scores. Shesterkin looked like he was trying to pick it off with his glove and he might have missed. Oh, he he did miss. It found the back of the net early in the game. Power play goal for Tampa. Uh, Kucherov, the goal, his fifth. Uh, Hedman and Sorelli with the assist. And all of a sudden, Rangers for the first time in this series for the first time, actually, since game five against Carolina, had a, a weird thing happen to them. They trailed in the game, but they didn't trail for long because at 5.59, maybe one of the unsung heroes for this team, well, he lit the lamp. They're trying to right circle, holds up. Back pass to Miller. He shoots his block. Miller again. He scores! DeAndre Miller, and the Rangers have tied the game at one. 
They sure did at 5.59 of the first period. So they trailed for, what, three minutes and 18 seconds. Miller with the goal, his second. Uh, Frank Vetrano and Chris Kreider with the assist. And now we're 1-1. And all of a sudden, the play, which had been really in the advantage of Tampa, the ice started to tilt a little bit, and the Rangers looked like the better team. couple power plays, they were stymied, but they were clicking. They didn't score, but they looked good. And then... It wasn't just a goal. It was a beauty with two minutes and 28 seconds to go in the first period. Fox fakes left, goes right, skates to the circle, centers, and a save Vasilevsky on a redirection by Lafreniere. Kept in by Hedl to Fox. Pistello, they score! A beautiful deflection by Capo Caco, and the Rangers lead 2-1. to one. Maybe you've heard of them. We call them the kid line. Capo Caco with the goal. Adam Fox with the assist. His 16th of the postseason, mind you, at that point. And then Filipino with the helper as well. At the end of the first period, that deficit was now an advantage. Rangers led 2-1. to one. Stayed that way all through period number two. And like they did in game one, when Panarin had the goal to really put it out of reach at 121 in the game last night, it felt like something very similar happened for the Rangers. Kucherov clears it out. It's blocked by Kreider. Back in Fox. Feeds Zibanejad. He shoots. He scores! Mika Zibanejad gives the Rangers a 3-1 lead. Zibanejad with the goal. His ninth. Fox another assist. That's now his 17th of the playoffs. Kreider with the assist as well. And the Rangers take a 3 one lead. Rangers were the better team. Rangers had some open ice. Rangers actually had chances to to put another goal or two onto the board. They could not. Never once did I think anybody at the Garden feel like the Rangers were going to let this lead slip away until it almost did. Because with just over two minutes left and an empty net for Tampa, they cut the lead from 3-1 to 3-2. And the Rangers own Kucherov. Pass in front. Here comes Paul. He scores. A great move by Nick Paul off the pass from Nikita Kucherov. And with 2.02 to go, the Lightning have cut the Rangers' lead to 3-2. to two. They really left uh, Shesterkin out to dry in that moment. Uh, there's nothing he could do as Paul was just standing in front, uh, pulled it out wide and tapped it in. Uh, Paul's third of the postseason, Perry and Kucherov with the assist. And all of a sudden, this culmination, this celebration at the Garden, you, know, you really got ripped back to the real world as this was now a 3-2 game with two full minutes to go. Uh, Tampa had chances. They had golden opportunities in front. But... They could not score, and here is the final, I don't know, say 25 or 30 seconds of the game. 5.3 seconds as they put a little time back on. It's put in the Rangers zone. It's cleared out by Troba. Rangers win! The Rangers cracked the code from Tampa Bay, who had won 18 consecutive after winning or losing a playoff game. And the Rangers, behind Igor Shosturkin and Adam Fox, have a 2 nothing lead in the Eastern Conference Finals over the two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. And who would think we would be here as this team during the regular season? Will they make the postseason? Yeah, 
You know what? Seemed like they would. And then would they go on a run in the postseason? Probably not. They have no experience. They're very young. Well, you know what? Maybe it doesn't always matter. So here are your three stars uh, from the game. Your third star, the star defenseman, only 22, a baby, really. Uh, Keandre Miller with the goal. Um, the second star, Frank Vitrano, who had an assist. And your number one star, I mean, you talk about an elite defenseman. That is Adam Fox, who had, like we mentioned, two assists, now has 17 so far in this postseason. So 3-2 is your final. Rangers take a 2-0 lead heading down to Tampa. Let's hear from the head coach. Here is Gerard Gallant on the last dangerous two minutes of this game. No, they weren't going to quit. It was 3-1, and you know we were playing pretty good hockey after that last 10 minutes. When we made it 3-1, we played a great game, and after that, they took it to us, and they stepped their game up, and Shusky made some great saves to keep that win, obviously. You know, it's funny. Shesterkin doesn't even get a star, but had, what, Shesterkin? 31 shots thrown his way and stopped 27 and made some really, really beautiful saves. Vasilevsky, only 28 shots thrown his way, and he stopped 25. So like we mentioned, Rangers up 2-1 into the third period, and then Zibanejad with the goal. Coach, how important was that goal from Mika? No, it was huge. It was a big goal, obviously, in any game. We knew they were going to push real hard, and uh, you know we held on a little bit there, a little bit too much for me. But anyway, we battled, we found a way, and we're playing against a real good team over there. And again, they, they pushed it, and we made some key saves at the end to keep it 3-2. Tampa clearly does not quit. So the Rangers are, are, they're really, they're breaking records by the game now. You know, consecutive games of the power play, which obviously they didn't get last night, but uh, consecutive home playoff wins. Adam Fox scoring, you know, points for a defenseman. Like, things are starting to fall as far as the records are concerned with this club. Coach, are, are you noticing what, in fact, is happening here with these records? No, we just, I mean, it's, uh, I say it all the time, it's just, it's a its a huge game for us, it's a huge win for us, but we just get ready for the next one. I mean, it's in the past, behind us, we know what we're doing with, the good, with the, uh, playing a real good team like Tampa, and, you know, to play the way we played the last two games, that's the way we're going to have to play to win the series, and uh, we want to battle hard, we want to compete hard, and we've been a tough out so far, and that's how, how the guys got to rally around that, but, uh, you know, I think we're a good hockey team, we, we played great hockey in the playoffs, and, you know, we find a way to win games, and it's all about, like I said, the next game's the most important one. Now, this one's over, and it's a good feeling, but the next one's a big one. Not only are they continuing to win games, they're getting better. Coach, are you noticing that the team is actually getting better now? I think everybody's buying in. you got to pay a price to win games in the playoffs, and I think if you looked at our team since probably Game 4, Game 5 of the Pittsburgh series, we block a lot more shots, we finish a lot more hits, we play the game the right way a lot more, and uh, that's, that's how you win in the playoffs. You know, it's a big question coming into this postseason. What will Lafreniere do? What is Heedle going to be able to do? How about Kako? Can any of these guys who have maybe underwhelmed all season long do anything? Well, now they have a nickname. Now they are the kid line. Here is Adam Fox discussing that kid line. You know, we said from the start, it's going to take everyone. You know, you can't win with one or two guys you know, every night because, you know, that's not going to happen. And those guys have, have really stepped up and produced. And for them to, like I said, be gaining confidence and producing as well, it's it's huge for us. And we have a lot of faith when they're on the ice. And, you know, they're really skilled players, but they're committing to doing the little things. And, and they're playing real hard. And it's obviously, uh, you know, good for our team as well. When your third line can give you that kind of effort and really results, I mean, you're you wonder why they're two two wins away from the Stanley Cup final. All right, so I mean, it's all happening, people. Rangers with another victory. That's now four in a row in this postseason. They are two wins away from representing the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup final. We kind of went over Game Two very well. 
We'll look at game one, and then we'll look at the all-important game seven from the series against the Capitals as well. Throw in this day in hockey history, the look ahead. This is the place you need to be on a Saturday morning, right here, right here. Where else would you rather be than 98.7 ESPN? Andy from Merrick presents today's defensive analytics, sponsored by Slomans, the leader in home defense. Adam Fox gets a lot of the publicity as the Rangers' star defenseman, as he well should. But it is actually his blue-line partner, Ryan Lindgren, who leads the team in plus-minus ratio this postseason and evidence of what an important piece this stay-at-home defenseman adds to the blue shirt's success. Back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All-American Auto Group. The number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. This is Tom Laidlaw, the New York Rangers. You are listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN New York. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Laidlaw. It is Mr. Rothenberg with you on this Saturday morning. Beautiful Saturday morning outside, by the way, as we just continue The Hockey Show. You know, it's funny. The Hockey Show... The thought was it'll go through the regular season and then we'll kind of uh, see where we are. And then the agreement was we'll go as far as the Rangers go. And, you know, we actually had the conversation when they were down 3-1 in the first round. Well, it looks like that'll be it. And we'll just kind of put a ball on the season on the um, the last uh, episode. That was now weeks ago as the Rangers still alive in the Eastern Conference final. I learned this as well. You can't say Eastern Conference finals. Apparently it's NBA finals. Eastern Conference final. So I don't understand, but I'm just doing what I'm told. All right, so we recapped game two. Now we look back to Wednesday night. Now remember, Monday, Rangers win that, I mean, just emotional game seven down in Carolina. Come back Monday night, light practice Tuesday, game one on Wednesday. Okay, so we just went through game two. Let's take a look back at game one on Wednesday. Remember, the Rangers just removed one day from defeating the Hurricanes, grueling series, seven games, going on the road, getting that victory, Lightning coming off over a week of rest with what some believe is the best goalie in the entire world than um, Vasilevsky. Game, of course, at the Garden would have been the Rangers' best interest to start strong. And, you know, Rangers didn't start strong. They started unbelievably because at one eleven, just 69 seconds into the game, well, here we are. McDonough got knocked down by McDonough. In comes with a shot by Kreiner. He scores! Zibanejad set him up. And the Rangers jump in front. A minute and 11 seconds into the game. Not 69 seconds, by the way. 71 seconds. But all the same, Kreider with the goal on a beautiful assist from Mika Zibanejad, who has just been lights out recently. Uh, Mika had the puck on the right wing. Looked like he was going to shoot it. Fake the shot. Quick cross-ice pass to Kreider. Fires it in. Vasilevsky has no choice, no chance, no anything. Rangers take a one nothing lead. Of course, that Sam Rosen is heard right here on 98.7 ESPN. So the goal officially, Kreider... His ninth from Mika and Frank Vitrano, one nothing Rangers. But Tampa kind of got their legs going under them as the period went on. Stamco scores a, a blistering shot from a high slot just inside the blue line area to even the game at 1-1. And that's your score heading into the first intermission. In the second, well, the Rangers took the lead yet again. 
The Benetton moves it up to Kreider. Long pass to Fox. And in the middle, it's off the stick of Vetrano. Recovered by Vetrano. High in the slot. He shoots. He scores! Frank Vetrano with a rising shot beats Vasilevsky. And the Rangers regain the lead. It's 2-1. to one. That made it 2-1 at 7.50 of the second period. The uh, assist, only one assist on this one goes to uh, Long Island's own Adam Fox. Vetrano, his fourth of the postseason. And the Rangers took a 2-1 lead. So the Garden at a fever pitch and this incredible excitement. And look what's happening. We're almost halfway through the game. But we didn't even get a minute later. And that 2-1 lead was now 2-2. Palat with the goal. Nothing Shesterkin could do in front. Now we're sitting here at 2-2. So that goal is is Palat, uh, his fifth from Sorelli and Stamkos. And at 8-32, we're now deadlocked at 2-2. And And it didn't take long. It felt like we were watching a Western Conference game. Didn't take long for the Rangers to retake the lead yet again. Taco holding. Tries to come out in front. Peter Hedl. He scores. The kids do it again. <laughs> Philip Hedl gives the Rangers a 3-2 lead. So Conco behind the net, dishes it in front to Hedl. Hedl smashes it into the upper right corner of the net. I mean, nothing Vasilevsky could do as far as that one is concerned. And it gives the Rangers a 3-2 lead. So it's Hedl, his sixth from Kako and Lafreniere, and you know them as the kids line, Rangers with a 3-2 lead. And I'm sitting at home, and all I'm thinking to myself is, just just don't give it back right away. Like, like just, just play with the lead for a few minutes, because as good as the Rangers have been, I don't know that I've ever seen a team score a goal and give up a goal quicker than them, and I don't think I've ever seen a team score a goal and allow the most golden opportunity for the other team to score within seconds. Within seconds, but they take the 3-2 lead, and then all of a sudden you start to see the Rangers, and you haven't seen a lot of this in the postseason, they start to dominate. They start to dominate, and they they must have had the puck in Tampa's zone for, I would say, conservatively 90 seconds, just cycling. They, they It was so long, they actually made... A line change. So the Rangers are able to make a line change. They're up 3-2. And then this baby happened. Peter behind the net. Wipes it up the boards. Taken back by Sorelli. Lifts it, but it's batted down by Fox. He keeps it in the offensive zone. He centers to Lafreniere. Left side to Miller. Miller to Hedl. He scores! What a shift by the Rangers! And it ends up in the lightning net. It's 4-2 Rangers. 4-2 Rangers, Heedle, another goal, his seventh now of the postseason, Miller with the assist, and Lafreniere as well, and now we're looking at a 4-2 advantage at 15-43 of period number two. Now, like I mentioned, the Rangers, and I haven't timed it, I guess you could go do that research on your own, must have had it in the offensive zone for a good 90 seconds, maybe even more, and there was one play where, where Tampa had an opportunity to get it out, they flipped it up, Fox with his glove, Catches it, bats it down, restarts the play all over again, and then eventually that leads to the goal, which makes it 4-2 Rangers. So now we finish two periods of play, and your thought is just just finish this game. I don't care how, I don't care where, I don't care why. Find a way to finish this game, and it didn't take long as we head into period number three for the Rangers to, in essence, finish this game. 
Rangers break in, cop down the right side to Panarin. He scores! A two-on-one! And the Rangers finish his heart. Timmy Panarin puts it in for a five-to-two lead. Panarin with the goal, his fifth of the postseason. Again, many people would say that he's underwhelmed, but he had the huge goal against Pittsburgh, and then, of course, this goal that really put the game away. Uh, Panarin with the goal from the left slot, assist to complement a really pretty pass right across ice, and Jacob Truba as well. And 30 seconds in, 30 seconds in, this, I mean, for lack of a better term, became kind of, kind of a laugher. And now it's 5-2, and about five and a half minutes uh, later, this officially became a laugher on the power play. Sabanajan back to Fox, right side of Panarin. Quick movement, shot, score! Mika Sabanajan! It's a power play goal, and it's 6-2 Rangers! Zabinijad with the, just just a rocket beating Vasilevsky, as you heard from Sam and uh, the very articulate Dave Maloney. The goal makes it 6-2 on the power play. Zabinijad, his eighth, Panarin and Fox with the assist. And that, my friends, was it. Rangers go on to a thoroughly dominating 6-2 performance. Again, Shesterkin was sensational. And all the talk coming into this game and this series was there's no Louis Domingue here. There's no Auntie Ranta here. You are stepping up in class. Well, one game in, and the Rangers, who had stepped up in class, also had a, a very, very comfortable 6-2 to two victory. And just to show you the level of expectation and how great Igor Shosturkin is, 39 shots thrown his way, two goals got in, so he stopped 37 of the 39 shots and he doesn't even get a star in the game. Zibanejad is your third star with a goal and an assist. Vetrano is your second star with a goal and an assist. And Philip Heedle, who at 22 years old, continues to wow the Rangers fans. Two goals. He is your number one star. So very tidy. And there was a lot of thought that the Rangers could be tired. Could be physically exhausted after that long, grueling seven-game set against Carolina. That wasn't the case. And if it was, the crowd buoyed this team to a phenomenal performance. Rangers actually had 17 shots. 17 shots in the second period of Game 1. Might have been the best period they've played the entire postseason. But it feels like we're having more and more of that conversation. Now, was this the best the Rangers have looked? Was that game against Carolina the best the Rangers have looked? Was it game seven late against Pittsburgh? So now you're having choices. And as they continue, it seems like they're playing better hockey. All right, Gerard Gallant after the game. Never too high, never too low. Here is the Rangers head coach on his team looking, well, very, very sharp. Yeah, there was a lot of sharpness. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, like we talked about yesterday, that we talked, you know, our teams just kept going. We got a day off, we play a game, and, you know, it really looked good for us tonight. And obviously, they were a little bit rusty tonight. They weren't the same being, you know, nine days off. So it makes a difference. You know what the funny thing about them being rusty is when you analyze that series before it starts, it's what, it, what an advantage for Tampa. Right, what a tremendous advantage. They've had nine days off, and they've been through these battles so many times that they'll be fine. And now you get to the end of game one, it's, well, you know, maybe the Rangers beat them up because, because they were rusty, because Vasilevsky hasn't seen a, a shot thrown his way in such a long time. So what is it? Where, where do we fall here? Are, are they rusty because they hadn't played, or did the Rangers just maybe play a terrific game, or maybe all of the above? 
of the kids' line. I, I don't know what more there is to say about Hedl, about Lafreniere, about Kako. Terrific game from these guys. Unbelievable. Oh, thank you, Pete. Just unbelievable. Here is Gerard Gallant was asked, was this the kids' line best game of the postseason? It was real. It was close to their best. It wasn't the best for sure. And they, they got inside. They scored some nice goals. They made some good plays. And, you know, they're attacking. So they're, they're a confident bunch of kids right now. And uh, we need that to continue. You remember when it was the Rangers have one line? One line that can produce? Well, now we sit here, and it feels like the Rangers have three lines that can produce. Uh, Gerard Gallant, did did you say something to Heedle at the end of the season that maybe has led to this unbelievable improvement? No, I mean, we talked to our players all year long. I mean, I, I don't know. I met with them probably after when, when he sat out that one game, and he just said, you know, he asked what I needed, and... I think I mentioned the Zibanejad type of hockey player, and he's not a Zibanejad type of hockey player, but he, he got the message, and uh, you know what? Phil's a good kid. He worked hard, he competes hard, and he deserves what he's getting right now because he, he stepped his game up, and uh, he knows it, and everybody knows it, and that's exactly what we need from him. So after game one, the Rangers, their fans, the Garden, everyone was just on cloud nine, but that was only two days removed from... Game seven against Carolina, which on this very hockey show, we have not had the time because we haven't been on to discuss. It was a huge game. We haven't even touched on game six either. So why don't we do this? Take a quick break. Come back. Look at game six briefly. Game seven, a little more in depth and break down what is just on the verge of maybe becoming a very special run for the blue shirts. All that and more on this Saturday morning. It is the hockey show right here. Ah, uh, 98.7 ESPN. Let's get a little extra money in your pocket. Andy Fabaric presents Wager Plays, playoff edition for the weekend of June 4th. On Sunday afternoon, the Rangers' both series moves down to Florida for Game 3. Radio coverage, of course, right here on ESPN New York 98.7. Look for Tampa to come out strong and play their game. Smart Money also says... Keep pounding the under with the two best goalies in the world in net. In the Western Conference Final, it's clear that the offenses are unstoppable and the goaltending is weak. You can feel confident the pucks will continue to fly and the over is the strong play for this one. Andy from Merrick's wager plays are for entertainment only. As always, bet with your head, not with your heart. Gambling problem? Dial 877-8-HOPE-NY or text... H-O-P-E-N-Y. Now back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All-American Auto Group. The number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. This is Adam Graves of the New York Rangers. You're listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN New York. Well, thank you, Adam. As we continue here on this glorious Saturday morning, it is the Hockey Show right here on 98.7 ESPN. So we've got you up to date on where we are with the Rangers and Tampa Bay in the Eastern Conference final. But there were a couple of games last week and into early this past week, which haven't been discussed here on the Hockey Show, which need to be. And I don't appreciate the Wayback music. I hear the Wayback music and my thought is we're going like 18 years back. Uh Uh-oh, not seven days. Not not five days. So I think it's very inappropriate for you to play, Anthony, the way back music right there. I think that need like if we if we start discussing the ninety four team and their run to the cup, 
then, in fact, you play the way back music. I'm sorry to let you down, Dave. You never let me down. You never, ever let me down. You're the best. All right. So game six briefly, game seven, a little more in depth, and then we'll we'll take a break, come back and do this day in hockey history and look ahead to what's coming up in the series and all that good stuff that we do. Uh, we've gone over the first two games of the Eastern Conference final, but how did the Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference final? Like I mentioned, last we spoke, they were just dominated in game five down in Carolina, heading back to the Garden. Well, game six, Rangers followed up their worst game of the series with, you know, maybe you could argue up to this point, their best game in the series. At 722, Tyler Mott with the goal, unassisted variety makes it one nothing. Then they get a power play, and two and a half minutes later, Mika scores his seventh of the postseason, Fox and Igor Shesterkin with the assist. So Shesterkin? now it's two nothing. Rangers, right, just Yorkin um, with the assist. Now it's 2 nothing. Rangers, end of the first period. Really kind of took a commanding lead as Heedle scores his third. Back to when Heedle only had three goals in the playoffs, making it 3 nothing. Uh, former Ranger Brady Shea made it 3-1, but not even two minutes later, it was Heedle again, 4-1. Uh, then Trocek makes it 4-2 later in the second period. And then on the power play yet again, Artemi Panarin, 5-2. And there's your final. So Rangers now send it back to Carolina. Game seven on Memorial Day evening. And your three stars in game six. Barclay Goodrow um, is your third star. Igor Shesterkin is your second star. And Philip Heedle, and that has now become kind of a theme, is your first star of game six. We go back to Carolina. It's game seven. And... Carolina undefeated up until this point, up until Monday night, Carolina undefeated and really somewhat dominant at home in the postseason. Rangers 0-3 in Carolina. Rangers going into that final game in Carolina with one road win the entire postseason. But you take all that, you stuff it into a sack, and you throw it in the garbage because the Rangers got rolling on the power play early. Ten seconds to go on the Rangers power play. Rangers move back in. Cop right side feed. Lafreniere back past the Fox. Moves it. Shoots it. Scores. Adam Fox. It's a power play goal. Rangers lead one to nothing. Oh, it sure was a power play goal, Sam. Rangers take a one nothing lead there. Now Adam Fox and the and if if you remember back, the power play was awful. That power play was dreadful. Rangers had almost no setup time. Finally, they got it into the Carolina zone. Gets dropped off to Fox with a screen in front of Ranta. He rips it. It's a goal. One nothing Rangers. Uh, Fox with his fifth of the postseason, Lafreniere and Kopp with the assist, one nothing Rangers. And I, I thought really one of the biggest moments of this game was when Carolina got called for having too many men on the ice. But it wasn't just a, 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 a mistake. No, it was all from Jacob Truba. Now, Truba hit Jarvis uh, in the Rangers' offensive zone. So the Rangers on defense, Truba hits Jarvis. Jarvis, I mean, hammered. Looks like he's on, on you know, night-night street. He can barely make it back to the bench. He's cra- literally crawling to the bench to try to make it back. Carolina decides puck's going down in their end. You know what? Let's get a guy on the ice and... Either the refs won't see it or we just have no choice. The refs saw it. They get called for too many men on the ice and the Rangers get a power play. And this was a thing of beauty as Zibanejad took a shot and Kreider deflected this baby home. Comes up the board to Panarin. Outside the pocket. Outside Zibanejad. In front score! 
Chris Kreider on a deflection of the Mika Zibanejad shot pass. Chris Kreider, it's a power play goal. And we've discussed for forever how important the Rangers' power play has been, and it was huge in Game 7 in that first period. So Kreider with the goal, his seventh on the power play, Zibanejad and Fox with the assist, and just like Sam said, it was a pass shot because Kreider was wide open in front. Zibanejad threw it to him. He deflected it in right past Ranta. That made it 2 nothing. So there we are. 2-0 after one period of play. Not much scoring in the second, but here was a big moment. Ronta got hurt, pulled from the game due to injury. The rookie netminder comes in, and quickly after they made the change, Ryan Strom said, hello. Strom down the left side, moves in and shoots. He scores! The Rangers take advantage of the cold goaltender coming in after the injury to Ranta and Ryan Strom with his first goal of the series gives the Rangers a 3-0 lead. And that's at 16-19 of the second period. So now the Rangers with 3 minutes and 41 seconds left in the second period had a commanding lead. And you start to think to yourself, oh, my God, they're going to actually win this game. Strom, oh my his God. second. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. Oh, my God, they're going to actually win this game. Strom, his second from Panarin and Miller. And as we have 20 minutes to go in the pivotal game seven, the Rangers now have a 3 nothing lead. And it didn't take long to really put the hammer on this one, courtesy of Chris Kreider. Foss gets there, centers, deflects to the Rangers. Petrano, he leads Kreider and breaks in. Kreider to the net, he scores! Wow! The great speed and power of Chris Kreider. He scores his second of the game, and it's 4 nothing Rangers. If only Dave Maloney would have a little excitement in the call of the Rangers having these enormous, iconic <laughs> moments, like a like a yelp, or, <laughs> or, or yeah, or a, a scream, or, yeah. or yeah, or something. <laughs> Just to know that you're still breathing, Dave. If you could give us something to confirm that that in fact is happening. So there you have it. At 3:59, Kreider on the breakaway via the backhand assist from Vitrano. And Mika, again, 4 nothing, And at this point, it's all window dressing. At 8-11, uh, Vincent Trocek with the goal on the power play. And if you were remotely nervous, well, less than a minute later, all the nerves were ripped away. Shane lost it. Here's Heedle all alone. He scores! <laughs> the Rangers yeah. answer back. Philip Heedle. And all Dave Maloney can even think to do is say, yeah, combined with a giggle. And it is now 5-1 Rangers. Now, Carolina scored another to trim it to 5-2. But the proverbial icing on the cake, the nail in the coffin, however you like to consider it, it was courtesy of one Andrew Kopp. Lifted out by Sabanajan. Kopp races to it. Kopp to the empty net. He scores! With 2.52 to go, Andrew Cobb makes it 6-2 to two Rangers. 
And that, my friends, is that. Cop with the empty netter, his sixth. Mika and Goodrow with the assist. And all that had to be done was the final horn. And for one final time against Carolina, here is the great Sam Rosen. And it's over. The New York Rangers. The dream continues. They've done it. They have advanced to the Eastern Conference Final to play the Tampa Bay Lightning with a terrific 6-2 win here in Raleigh. What a performance by the New York Rangers. You even got a proper pronunciation of the city that the game was played in. Rangers 6, Carolina 2, your three stars of the game. Mika Zibanejad with the uh, three assists. He's your third star. Chris Kreider with two goals. He's your second star. And you don't have to look far. Just go right between the pipes. Igor Shesterkin. Shesty, release us. He's your number one star of this all-important Game 7. Adam Fox, why does this team continue to win the all-important Game 7s? I think we're a resilient group. Uh, you know, we're a young group. We have a lot of faith in each other in there. And uh, when our back's against the wall, it seems it brings out the best in us. So, you know, these past two games, a full-team effort. It took everyone to contribute and couldn't be prouder of the team. And there you have it. So Fox and Zabinijad. And like we'd mentioned so many times, you need your star players to find a way to get it done. Well, in Game 7, Mika was great. Kreider, phenomenal. Fox, terrific. Shesterkin as well. That was a key. And if you remember back, the, the two keys that everyone, myself included, said were so vitally important. Get the, the first goal of the game and have the power play succeed. Little did you realize the first goal would be on the power play. The second goal would be on the power play and the Rangers would just take off from there. So there you have it, people. You are now on to Tampa. And now we sit getting ready for game three tomorrow down in Tampa. Next up, we look ahead to what remains in a phenomenal Eastern Conference final Every game, of course, can be heard right here on 98.7 ESPN. We roll with that. We take a look at this day in hockey history as well. The Rangers are rolling. It's a Saturday morning. Rothenberg with you right here on 98.7 ESPN. Today's Hockey with a Heart Spotlight shines on each of the three local teams and how they give back to the community. You can go to NHL.com. Click on your favorite team and their community events banner to see upcoming events such as golf outings, the Islanders blue and white scrimmage, the Rangers online auction, and the Devils blue line buddies program. Have fun with your team and these great events and help give back to the community. Hockey Heart Spotlight is brought to you by the law offices of Andrew M. Cohn. For two decades, providing high-end legal services for families who have a child with a disability. The power play is to call 516-877-0595 or go to the web at amcohenlaw.com. Now back to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg. Presented by the All-American Auto Group. The number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net. And it is, of course, the hockey show on this really wonderful Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. As always, we're brought to you by 
Slowmans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. So, Rangers, again, take a 2-0 lead in the best of seven against Tampa. I don't think anybody thought we'd be sitting here on Saturday morning. There's other things to do. Let's now take a look at this day in hockey history. June 4th, 1980. Just months after the Americans had beaten the Russians and won the gold medal in the Olympics. Just four months after. I'm seven-year-old Dave Rothenberg in Roslyn, Long Island. And 52-year-old Gordie Howe retires again. This time... For good, Howe's first retirement from the Detroit Red Wings after the 70-71 season lasted two years before he joins the Houston Arrows of the World Hockey Association, the WHA, where he plays with sons Mark and Marty. All three Howes moved to the New England Whalers in 1977, and Mr. Hockey returns to the NHL with his sons two years later when the franchise is one of four WHA teams admitted to the league. Howe plays all 80 regular season games for the now Hartford Whalers in 79-80, finishing with 41 points, 15 goals, and 26 assists. Scores a goal, had an assist in Hartford's three-game loss um, to the Montreal Canadiens in the preliminary round of the Stanley Cup postseason. Howe retires as the NHL's all-time leader in games played with 1,767 goals at the time with 801 assists with 1,049 and points 1,850. And a a guy by the name of Wayne Gretzky came along and broke all of those scoring records. Um, But his mark still does stand for games played in a career. All right. NHL awards are in the process of being given out during this postseason. Gerard Gallant was up for the Jack Adams. Let's hear the announcement of who won that award from spoiler alert, Brian Sutter. The Jack Adams award winner for the 2021-22 season is presented to a good friend and brother, Daryl Sutter. Congratulations, Daryl. You should be honored, partner, and your organization had one heck of a year. Thanks, Brian. I am honored to be informed by you of this award. Brian won the award in, in 1991, um, so that's a long time ago, and, and I think back when he won it and the great job that he did, especially being a young NHL head coach and the pressures that we faced, so I'm honored to be told by Brian, and I accept this the Jack Adams Award on behalf of my family, uh, my wife Wanda and son Christopher. So that is the award for Coach of the Year in the regular season. However, however, they are no longer alive in the postseason. So Daryl Sutter of the Flames wins. Andrew uh, Burnett comes in second. They're out as well. And Gerard Gallant third. However, his team still very much alive. Now, Canadians goaltender Carey Price won the Bill Masterson Trophy given annually to the NHL player who, quote, best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey. Here is Carey Price on winning this prestigious award. It's definitely a special honor for me. I'm very grateful to receive this this award. You know, looking at some of the past players that have received this, it's definitely a special list. You know, there's a lot of players on there that I have a ton of respect for, and I'm very grateful to be a part of that. 
Well, of course, Carrie Price, the uh, unbelievable netminder for Marty St. Louis and the Montreal Canadiens. Now let's take a look at the upcoming schedule presented by the All-American Auto Group with locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant, the number one Ford Auto Group in the entire Northeast, allamericanford.com. Net. So all Rangers playoff action can be heard right here on 98.7 ESPN. And of course, the all new, it's beautiful, the all new ESPN New York app with a full one hour pregame show with the great Don LaGreca. So here's how it breaks down. Rangers up to nothing, which is unbelievable here on a Saturday morning. Tomorrow, game three in Tampa, different venue, two o'clock pregame Three o'clock drop of the puck. All right, you can hear it right here on 9870 ESPN. Then Tuesday, game four in Tampa again, seven o'clock pregame with Donald Greca, eight o'clock drop of the puck. And Thursday, game five, and catch this if necessary, game five, seven o'clock pregame, back at the garden, eight o'clock drop of the puck in what could be. The Rangers win it and move on, or maybe an all-important, pivotal 2-2 Game 5. However, the Rangers have now won every single home playoff game outside of a game they probably should have won, the opener against the Penguins, way, way back, their first postseason appearance. So, what a wonderful show here on a Saturday morning. I mean, the weather is delightful. The Rangers are up to nothing. The birds are chirping, right? I mean, could it be a better morning? I think not. Thank you, Time. Thank you to the great Andy from Merrick, our executive producer. Thank you to Anthony Pusick, who, I mean, he's a confidant. He's a friend. If he had a birthday, you know who the biggest card would be from? From me. That's right. Anthony Pusick, great job producing as always. And of course, the sensation that is one Ray Dinahan. Now, you got your fill of me today. Dan Grosso will take the show over at 9 o'clock with a ton of Rangers conversation. Joe Wiz is next. I'm off today. I'm going to 15U Baseball in just a moment. So have a great weekend. Be back with Rick on Monday morning at 5. Maybe the Rangers are on the verge of the Stanley Cup Finals. Have a great day. This has been The Hockey Show on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to The Hockey Show with Dave Rothenberg, presented by the All-American Auto Group, the number one Ford auto group in the Northeast. Learn more at allamericanford.net.